10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, and 1. That work? All right. That means that we're starting with uh, Nico and Vins. Nico and Vines. I was going Nico and Vines. Nico, Nico and Vines. Nico and Nico Vines. Nico and Vines. Yeah, okay. Good. Nico and Vines? With Am I Wrong? Song-wise, uh, I think I'm a fan. I think it's kind of a, a straight ball and jam. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of harmless, but surprised to see something like this all the way up here at the top of the charts. Yeah, I mean, it's so it, it kind of, that opening riff, which I, which I guess kind of hangs out for a while throughout the song, it, it feels like it's a bit jacked from Too Close by Alex Clare, if, if you're familiar with that one. I don't know that one, no. Give it another listen. I, I think you'll hear the similarities. And that was kind of like a, a dubstep, I don't know, like the Black Keys fell into a dubstep machine or something. Really that would be a good band. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't much care for it, <laughs> but I did, I did enjoy the, uh, the Am I Wrong. It was, it was good times all around, at least for the first four minutes. Like, good vibe, man. Everyone's just like having a good time. Yeah, cer- certainly the vibe. Right. And playing soccer. And then, like, everyone disappears and everyone gets super distressed. Like, they're walking around and it's like, like, where is everyone? What is going on? I can't handle this shit. I, do, I don't get it. It's like everyone was, was so happy bench pressing fucking cinder blocks and hanging out with the kids. And then it's just emptiness and just a TV. I, you know, I, I thought it was just a really heavy-headed commentary about how TV is distracting and ruining what is good in life. I, I don't know, right? It's obviously hackneyed and like from the 1960s, but I thought that's what they were going for. I don't know. I actually couldn't figure out what the takeaway here was because they meet up, and I, I believe that's the, the McCaddy Caddy, uh, where they meet up like the big salt flats mm-hmm. where they kind of finally bump into each other. And I can't tell if they're like bros or not. <laughs> they give it the big like hug, like, yo, what's up? And they start bickering with each other and then they're like, they're friends again. And I can't tell if the, if the TVs brought them together or tearing them apart. Are those Nike? and vines i was thinking there were more nico and vines but nico and vins i was pretty confused by this video also so i guess before we move on we have to come down on this are they bros or are they not bros they are bros with problems which is the opposite of friends with benefits (laughs) yeah all right fucking a bros with problems speaking of problems man number nine has got them in spades Bang, bang, which, like, from the very start, don't, don't even look at the video, just listen to the song. It, it sounds like something that, that, like, a consortium of major, major labels thought they would, like, let's let's push this to number one, man. Let's put together a hodgepodge of big names and, yeah. and make a hit. You are you are exactly right on. At, at a tight three minutes, 17 seconds. Yeah. And it, it, it hits everything exactly where it should be in a song that is designed to break the top ten. Yeah. It, it is, the note I have next to it here is just disposable crap. Yeah, and I, and I think that they they really missed the mark. Like whatever executives at Disney Corporation cooked up this thing, they they like got a string of hits behind them, and like somehow they managed to put together something that is actually pretty bad. Oh, it, it's awful, and it, and it's so kind of overt about its sexuality that it could not possibly be sexy. It's like saying, <laughs> "Hey, man, look how naked I'm gonna get." You know, give me a little mystery here. To quote the knack, leave a little mystery just for me. You know. <laughs> 
I, I thought the lyrics were like distractingly bad. Sometimes it's possible to go like, this has a, you know, this is pretty bad lyrics, but it's just a pop song. So it's like kind of fun. Uh, no, baby, I'm going to gonna bang, bang all over you. I got that uh, booty like a Cadillac. Right. Oh, man. Was it like bang, bang into the room? Yeah, yeah. Bang, bang into the room. Bang, bang all over you. Bang, bang. There goes your heart or whatever. I and know. I immediately thought of, I want a double boom. Uh, which I think was the better use of kind of four-letter B-words in rooms. And, and double repetition. And that was a decade ago. Yes, they nailed it. Speaking of double repetition, do not spell shit in your song unless you are Snoop Dogg. Oh, man. Yeah, that was a little strained. Although I think that perhaps that part accepted Nicki Minaj's flow was like the best part of this song. Like it was, it was yeah. actually enjoyable. Uh, I'd never heard, because I'm an idiot, of Jesse J before, but she she's got quite a voice singing those awful lyrics. Yeah, I mean none of this none of this thing really did it for me. What did do it for me though was the the video that's on Vivo for this, mm-hmm. which is just like the single cover with like the three artists in vertical slices. Oh yeah, and it just kind of like like bounces. It kind of bang bangs. <laughs> yeah, it does like the Apple like you hover over the icon animation yep. on the first beat of each measure, just and it does that for three minutes. <laughs> Some intern put that together <laughs> in like the basement of the Disney Corp. Building. It is so far through looking glass that I, I can't comprehend it. Uh, it's like they are really hitting the whole like bang bang thing here. Like they're saying it, they're spelling it, and now the video is literally doing it. Banging, banging. Yes. They are, if nothing else, committed to the bang bang message. Totally. Did you see the full video for the thing? Is I it... have not seen the actual full video. I will tell you to about one minute in, look for the Wiggling Fat Boy who is in there. The trope continues. We'll score one for the fat guy. Yeah. I believe, I, I, I'm not sure if I saw this correctly but i think he was double fisting ice cream cones progressive i like it yeah good for him all right then number eight you ready yeah what do we what do we have number eight we got sia with the chandelier or uh i believe it is sia with because girl has got to enunciate please <laughs> Yeah. I'm going to squeam from the chandelier, I think, was, was <laughs> the, the main thrust of the song. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this one grew on me. I kind of, I kind of... I agree. I, I have to admit, also, the first time I went through it, the, I was like, wow, this is a pretty amazing video, but, like, the song is, is take it or leave it, but it's also grown on me. I don't know. Like, I, I, I think it, it's, there's a great self-destructive energy about it. Absolutely. Um, like, it feels like it is permanently on the edge of being just on the wrong side of being in control. And the mumbling actually helps with that, I think. Agreed. Like, it, it, it got to me at first. And I was like, you, you need to get your shit together. And, and the good-looking cook took a good look. You need to, you know, get that out there. And the video pairs perfectly with that. Yeah. I mean, apparently, that's a, a dancer from Dance Moms. I heard that. Uh, she was amazing. Yeah. And kind of disturbing. Terrifyingly adult for her yeah. being 11 downright creepy uh, but maybe i'm just terrified of, of pantomime maybe that's part of the problem for me for good reason yes fuck pantomime it is it is the jump scare of the dance world uh, but yeah overall i i'd be happy to see chandelier stay on and, and i think it's best of both worlds here like it's got you know you can get to that beat but it's also got a little bit of an edge to it right it's darker than most things you expect to see in the top 10 yeah i think it's a lot more cohesive than let's say the number seven jam from this week uh number seven break free yes which is i believe a repeat from last year uh, last week we should move on to black widow to black widow black widow baby 
Twisted cat and mouse game always starts the same. First we're both down a plate and somehow you go astray. We went from nothing to something. Liking and loving, it was us against the world. And now we just fucking, it's like I loved you so much and now I just hate you. With a, with a, one of these frame narrative things. That straight Tarantino jam. It's like a straight up Kill Bill thing. My favorite parts of the, the frame narrative were the um, owner of the sandwich shop saying, Excuse me, excuse me, what oh, did no, the fox say? Nothing. Okay. Go make him another sandwich. Oh my God. I heard that and I thought, holy shit, are we doing this? Are, are we really trying to do this? Because I will bring back chocolate rain if I have to. <laughs> I'm sorry, that video was simply not popular or good enough to merit, I'm sorry, popular maybe it was, but I you know, <laughs> good enough to merit a, a kind of casual throwaway reference in your your fucking music video no let it die let the fox video die please she's saying it in a way that doesn't make sense at all like a, a challenge <laughs> like what did the fox say and she even says i think what did the fox say she yeah. gets it wrong it's really bizarre it's what did the fox say nothing like the sickest most timely slam here in late 2014 right <laughs> speaking of things that are happening in 2014 um is is wicker a thing at some point she's on the ipad at the or the i'm sorry generic mobile tablet device yeah i think it has hp branding the world's worst product basement for a product that literally no one will buy and which is now associated <laughs> with revenge murder yeah <laughs> is, is wicker a thing or is that like some sort of widow flicker i've never fucking heard of this well yeah in continuing last week's trend of crazy shitty apps that appear prominently in videos <laughs> app product placement i, I noticed there were there <laughs> were two different videos with beats placement in them this, this week yeah i think it was it was Nicki minaj who, who dropped a bit of that beat bang bang and that anaconda which we'll get to yeah uh, before we move on though i do want to say that this video was directed by someone named director x uh, black widow was directed by yes interesting which immediately made me long for the days when mick g was directing music videos <laughs> yeah um director x this is way jokier than I've ever seen from him before but i did watch a video no mediocre it's a ti jam you heard this i've not it's worth watching uh the the music video is frustratingly bad the, the whole <laughs> thing is actually pretty awful but it's a it's a good indication of why director x is so irritating oh you said to the magic keyword irritating which is our cue to, move on to number, number five, five <laughs> now last week i said that the only hope we had of magic not holding the top slot was taylor swift making a good show of it and lo and behold here we are in the promised land magic is no longer your number one song on the billboard charts draft to number five unbelievably behind all about that bass incredible upset yeah so it was, it was a big week and uh, you know we, we said a lot about magic last week but you want to say a little more yes <laughs> you know that i do i mean okay so the other videos that, that were repeats from last week i didn't watch again mm-hmm. i watched magic again i'm sorry i i don't know just i don't think i've ever actually I'd, i've ever done like start to finish just contiguous video watching of that entire thing not like doing something else on your phone it's, it's, been, like, it's been like like I, i'm embarrassed for them if i have to like read a newspaper in the middle of it or like slam <laughs> on the space bar to pause it and like go do something else like i can't look at it happening but i finally did and fuck this fuck it so badly i also feel like the whole hey man you can't stop us we're gonna be a family i feel like that's like the last thing you shout before the FBI raids your compound. <laughs> it's so rude, man. You can't stop our love. We're going to be together forever. <laughs> Can I have your daughter for the rest of my life? No. Well, I'm taking her anyway. <laughs> it, into my cult compound. <laughs> All right. Enough magic. Uh, numbers four and th- five, four, and three here. All repeats. Stay with me and all about that base. Number two. Oh, man. Number two. Boy, toy named Troy. Used to live in Detroit. Bitch, so- 
Anaconda. Yeah, yeah. I have I have actually a lot to as say about I. this song. I, I watched it a, a lot of times, as I think the rest of America did late at night, lying in their beds. Oh God. Uh, well, it's jumped from number thirty nine to number two. So but yeah, I think probably buoyed by the hypersexualized video. Oh, I doubt that anything to do with it. People just love that beat. <laughs> like again, with shadowy music studio executives, like behind the scenes, like pulling the strings, are, are like, well, this this song is pretty good, but if we made a video that verges on porn, then it will really go to the top of the charts. You know, in the same way that that fucking Robin Thicke thing. Well, say what you will about Bang Bang. It is a fucking enigma wrapped in a riddle compared to the sexual fiesta that is Anaconda. So let's jump into it. What do you have to say about this jam? Let's put it out there. I Last week, I feel really bad for comparing Iggy Azalea to Nicki Minaj because Nicki Minaj is actually kind of talented, whereas <laughs> yeah, Iggy Azalea is, sure. is, a, is a really sad imitation. I think like there's, there's like superficial similarities. Yeah. But I, I, like, I should not have drawn the connection because Iggy Azalea is a, obviously nowhere near as talented as Nicki Minaj. Minaj is, she's a pretty great rapper, I think, and that comes across here. You are forgiven. And I agree, yeah, Nicki Minaj is, is, is really cutting loose on this one. Uh, yeah, like she she goes, like the, the slow bits are good, and then she goes double time. I am questioning, I mean, sort of makes lots of such an obvious sample. My anaconda don't want none unless you got yeah so this is weird right and she sampled maybe the worst parts of that song you don't sample the oh my god becky bit oh my gosh look at her It was awful then, and it's awful now. It's it is it's sort of off-putting, as is even the word anaconda, which he puts in the title too. That's like the the part that makes me cringe when I listen to the the original song. And <laughs> she took the the two worst parts and, and made them the main hook of this song. Also, I, I not to get all anatomically correct here, but for a song that is entirely about butts. So to say something positive about this, like you could say that it's successful because it's so off-putting, like it's so unexpected. To take a verbatim sample from a song that everyone knows, yeah. and especially like a super weird one, like one that fucking makes a lot probably regrets and to have it be in a featured spot in this. I don't know. There's, there's a lot of troubling things happening in, in, in Anaconda here. For starters, let's talk about getting high on half a pill. I'm high as hell, I only took a half a pill. Oh, yeah, that was interesting. She's yeah. bragging about uh, how what a lightweight she is. <laughs> that is cool. The chorus is all about what I'm going to go ahead and call drive-by fucking. Um, and that's okay, you know. Two different verses about boys she's got around different parts of the world that she's taking advantage of for money and blow. Yes. One of whose dick... Which made me wonder, do we know how large Gustav Eiffel's junk was? I don't know that. And then there's the other guy that she's going to fuck because he deals coke. Yeah, the one the one that falls asleep, who's not into it, maybe? Pussy put his ass to sleep, now we calling me Nyquil. Or, or just, just so powerfully overcome with pussy that he falls asleep. I don't know. <laughs> yes, that is, the med- that is the medical term for it. <laughs> My God, he's been powerfully overcome by pussy. 50 cc's of Adderall, Ativan, Kajamarol. Add of something. Add of something. One of the characters would... Which I think she got backward. I think that he tossed her salad like her name, Romaine. Her name, Romaine. I'm going to go ahead and start start crossing the streams here and talking about the song and video in perfect harmony here. First of all, yes, there is a beat speaker featured, I wouldn't say prominently, but like you know it's a beat speaker. In the teeth of a really hackneyed jungle skull. <laughs> Where else? 
at some point, the director of this video is like, all right, we're going to put bananas on the turntable. It's going to be like the whole like dick ass reference thing. Like it's going to really play well. Yeah. Hey, man, we also got like we got some other shit here. What? Pineapples? Yeah. Put that shit on there. <laughs> Fuck it. Other fruit. Fucking mangoes. Put mangoes on that turntable. You got fruit. It goes on this LP right now. <laughs> And then Nikki kind of goes off the fucking rails once she hits the kitchen scene. Uh, yeah, the rotating kitchen counter. She's making an instruction video as to how to chop up a banana. Uh, well, it's an instructional video on how to, I don't know, I don't want to say fillet a banana, but <laughs> fillet a it's banana. an instructional video on how to fillet a banana, <laughs> yes. Um, also, while very subtly, did you notice how she very subtly covered herself in whipped cream? And, uh, you know, immediately after the, the kitchen scene ends, it's, what would you even call that? Shit cannery? She just starts saying words like she's goddamn soldier boy. Tell him. Uh, yeah, this part, this part, like the, the song fell apart and the video fell apart. Like oh, it... the whole thing just collapses in on itself. <laughs> He's just gonna say words about having fat ass in the club. It's like, dude, I got places to be. You just can't be saying words like this. <laughs> Do you remember last week when you were a little down on Megan Trainer for being for rejecting the skinny ladies? Yeah. And this this song we have the lines: "Fuck those skinny bitches," <laughs> and "Fuck you if you skinny." <laughs> Which I wrote down verbatim <laughs> just for you. That definitely did cross my mind. Yeah, it is hard to be to be thin in America these days. Also, I just want to point out that Nicki Minaj is not chunky. No. But let's just be clear that she's a skinny lady. You could say. All I'm saying is, is that when Nicki Minaj is not just straight up talking or poorly choosing to go back to the Oh My God Becky, well... I think this song kind of works. Also, I want one of those t-shirts that says, look at her butt. <laughs> those were amazing. Um, all I wanted about this video was a pineapple. Because, <laughs> man, you put that shit on, on that LP and it looks real good. Delicious. You can see it from all angles. <laughs> Fucking A. Uh, let's take a, before we get on to our number one jam, you want to take a brief detour? I do want to take a detour. Let's go to Boom Clap, which is a Charlie XCX track. First kiss just like a drug under Which I think is amazing. I really, really like it. I only wanted to talk about it because I was afraid it would never make the top ten. We'd never get to talk about it. It's apparently from a kind of cheesy movie. Yeah, yeah. You're referring, of course, to The Fault in Our Stars. Yes. And right. when I when I saw this video, I was like, oh, fuck yeah, Amsterdam. Oh, fuck yeah, Oxygen Mask. And it turns out that those were kind of both things from the movie. Yeah, apparently. Because I was thinking like, oh, wow, how progressive to like have this song and the girl's got an oxygen mask and you're not even going to fucking mention it. Just yeah, like, it's, bam. It's, it's not even like explained why this is happening. I thought exactly the same thing. I was like, well, that's strange. Yeah, I was waiting for some awful line like, you take my breath away or something. <laughs> and I was just like, like gripping my desk saying, don't do it. Don't you fucking do it. Or like, 
she's so in love that she can take it by the way if this is in any way the plot of the movie then my my zero apologies for that but i was waiting for like at the end for her to just like realize oh that she's so in love that she doesn't need the oxygen mask anymore and so i was like oh tight no none, none of that bullshit just you know girl with an oxygen mask and then i was i was less enthused i said oh that's just and they pulled that those scenes from the movie yeah but i like i like the alternate reality that we both lived in for a little while which is that whoever made this music video is like we're just gonna make this weird unexplained story yeah. with no dialogue um yeah but i but I love the hook. I like everything about this song. It's embarrassing, but I enjoy it. Well, it's got this line, uh, you make me feel good. Which, in contrast to Nicki Minaj's Anaconda, is a great thing to be celebrating. <laughs> in a different planet from Bang Bang. You know, you could. I think every song should just like at some point mention like, "Yeah, man, I'm just I'm I'm, I'm feeling good for the right reasons. Thank you, thank you for helping me feel good for the right reasons. I'm better about myself and letting me do me. Yep. Every song should just just boom, just the bass drops out and it's just that for a few seconds. Speaking of drop, it's like I really I really like the uh, the drop here at the end of the bridge. Uh huh. That is crazy well done, and this is also, I think, a very well-directed video. Anytime we get, like, a shot of, of Charlie's hands clapping, it is it is right when you, it's like, man, I could really go for some, like, like clap, clap, sync up right here, and bam, you got it. <laughs> yeah, and that's part of what makes this song work, too, which is that the vocals sync up with the percussion, which I know is kind of cheesy, but, yeah. like, it, it really gets me. Yeah, I think this was a good song. I'm glad you, you picked it for this week's detour, especially since the detour it was trying to lead us away from is a, a veritable hazardous waste train derailment. Oh, Taylor Swift. Yeah, and look, I'm I'm a I'm a huge Taylor Swift. I don't want to say apologist, but I don't know fan. Did you like Trouble from last year? I love fucking Trouble, man. I liked it too. It was great. It was weird to hear the dubstep yeah, mixed in. It's even better when you think of it as being a theme song for Doctor Who. <laughs> Give it a listen and tell me tell me I'm not fucking right on with that. Oh man, I'll get the ball the ball started here. Uh, by the way, this is the the second song to involve uh, giggling this week. I go on too many Oh, yes, in between the lines. Yes, I believe Nicki Minaj did, did it as well. She also goes, which Taylor Swift does not do. No, no, there are many things Taylor Swift, well, I almost said there are many things Taylor Swift does not do in this video, but then we got to talk about the ass bridge later. Oh, yeah, ass bridge. <laughs> Fuck it, let's do ass bridge. It's, it's ass cam and ass bridge kind of together at last in perfect ass harmony. Uh, what's your take on ass bridge gate 2014? So ass bridge is, is sort of an instance of, of the entire conceit of this video, which is like there are many types of dances in the world and there are many people who are really great at them and Taylor Swift is bad at all of them. So in the ass bridge, there's some people doing some some like pretty great ass shaking in which Taylor Swift does not participate and all she can do is, uh, is crawl through an ass bridge. To be fair to Taylor Swift, she makes the moves up as she goes and improv is very very hard she doesn't care that she's bad at all these dances she's just letting it loose who cares who sees her <laughs> i think i think who cares who sees her could be the fucking headline for this entire video fuck it the song as well like there's there's nothing to latch on to here and by the way kids kids at home if you're looking to break out do me a favor and don't mention the word music in your song that makes me think god music is terrible it's like 
please don't. I think she she doubles down on on the don't talk about music like this, please. And when she says uh, this sick beat during the the talking interlude, that is my least favorite part of this song. This is my least favorite part of the mid 2014s. Yeah, this is this is some some real bottom level shit. But that that little bit where she breaks it down seems totally unnecessary. So the the one redeeming thing that I can say about the song that that I actually do appreciate about it is it's like it's just hook after hook. Like there's no calming down. It's just like just chock full of energy right. from the start to be to finish. Except yeah. for this nonsense in the middle, which is really really bad. Like it it sounds bad. The lyrics are bad. Yeah. It's disconnected from the rest of the song. It's like not fun to listen to. The the stories are are cheesy to the point of being uncomfortable. She's talking about getting down to a sick beat, which doesn't exist. There is no sick beat in this song. There is no sick beat here. Somebody fell down on the writing duty at this point, even more uh, so than the rest of the song. Yeah, it's it's awful. It is it is the it's the, I'm gonna say it's the worst thing I listened to this week. Like that thirty seconds. And you listened to Magic yeah, this week. I, I, I watched Magic again this week, and I will say that this is worse. This part is worse, and everyone in this video I think should be ashamed of themselves. I will disagree with you there. There's some people in this video who should not be ashamed of themselves. Like some of the amazing dancers that that surround her including the the dudes in the shiny moon suits and the incredibly weird shades who do some awesome pop and lock right yeah. in the middle like nothing i've ever seen i think in general all the other dancers in this video are are like shockingly good uh, i can't speak to the ballet because i am not cultured and i don't have an opinion i'm very cultured and i can say it was very good ballet great but the the booty shaking was yeah good. But i don't know like uh, 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 i gotta stop you on the booty shaking i like, it was competent booty shaking let no man say that it was not adequate booty shaking but after we fuck the nuclear option was was deployed we, we had defcon fucking zero in in anaconda it ruined my palate for booty shaking mm-hmm. i needed a booty shaking cleanser and i'm sorry boom clap was great but it was not enough to make me forget that man there was a lot of ass in anaconda and it was it was shaking to truly a sick beat i guess the thing that makes me so uncomfortable about this is that it, it's a real earworm like it, it was going through my head for multiple days something about the song it just has not done it for me like i get like i see people on people on twitter like oh this is my guilty pleasure like oh man this is my go-to jam i'm like what is drawing you like okay so what is drawing you to this song so i don't think i am drawn to it exactly it's just that uh from the very first note it's just like imbued with driving hook energy which isn't isn't necessarily a good thing it's just something that that makes it play in my head over and over again i don't know i think the i think the verses work a lot better than the chorus the chorus it makes is, is an instant turn off i agree with that i guess what i'm saying is that the verses are like choruses in how hooky they are yeah. you know the okay. melody is just is so yeah I can see that completely. That the hook in the verse I see I'm too late. That that'll stay in you. The chorus I feel is, is so lifeless that it just kind of fades into the background. Right. And I think the when, one of the reasons that this is so successful and why you're seeing people say that it's their guilty pleasure is that the chorus acts as like this release, which is exactly what it's supposed to do. The whole theme of the song is like release and don't care about it, right? So they they put this chorus in that's just like it lets out the tension from the the buildup, which makes it not exactly fun to listen to, but extremely infectious because it goes along with the entire ethos. It feels emotionally manipulative. They've concocted every little detail from the lyrics 
to the contrast between the verses and the chorus to the like oh my god look at these dancers in the music video yeah. all to elicit this one very strong emotion yeah and that's and, and i i think it was so transparent about it that it uh, that was a huge turnoff for me mm-hmm. everything about this whole taylor swift experience felt very over engineered it's like it before the first person in the world hit play on the first youtube page that loaded this video it was already a hit it has this like momentum behind it it just like feels like this is obviously a hit well there it is so good work music industry and in producing a number yeah. one song <laughs> way to go you continue to amaze us you made it all the way to the top and you knocked off magic so congratulations yeah oh my god thank thank you for that 